Alright, welcome to Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number 11. Sorry for the delay. I've been having some uh, technical difficulties with this recording session. This is my third try, actually. So, Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number 11 from the road. So, uh, in case there's a little background noise, it's because I'm in my car. Uh, Ann and I are on the road. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's about 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And we left our house about 9 a.m. We left Michigan, drove through uh, Indiana, Illinois, and now we're in Wisconsin on I-90, heading west. Actually, it's northwest. And uh, let's get started with the show. So summer's here. It was hot last week. I'm sure everyone felt the same way. I know I shaved my head with number two all around, and uh, I'm not sure how you guys handle the heat, but I'm not very good in the heat. Let's also start... Oh, you know what? Before I forget, you're going to think this is Groundhog Day, hun. I'm going to read my script all over again. This is her second time uh, listening to me do this because I accidentally paused it the first time. But Meyer had some bourbon coupons. They're good through the end of the month, which is the end of the day today. Yes, there are such things as bourbon coupons. So if you go and download the Meyer mobile app, there's a $2 off coupon for the 750ml bottle of Wild Turkey, including Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Rare breed. And that's one of the, my favorites, and I keep it on my shelf. Uh, I have one right now, as a matter of fact. They also have a $2 off coupon for Jim Beam, any 750ml bottle. And that includes their flavored bottles, like the vanilla, the peach, apple, and honey Jim Beam. And an interesting side note, the honey Jim Beam is one that I want to try, not so much for drinking, but for uh, adding to... Uh, barbecue sauce because it is barbecue season they also have three dollars off uh the four-year-old templeton rye i think that's a pretty good deal too and then the one i couldn't resist is two dollars off the bullet bourbon barrel strength and barrel strength i really like because it's the higher alcohol content and it's really smooth it comes out of the bottle there at 125 which is full barrel strength and if you think about it so when it goes into the barrel uh, they put it in the barrel at 125. This one's coming out of the barrel the same. So if you kind of think about it, it is uh, pretty much brown uh, moonshine. It takes on the color of the uh, barrel. So I think that one's pretty good. So let's talk about our weekend review. Uh, not sure if you've noticed, but this Corona stuff seems to be slowing down. And um, from our point of view, uh, being on the road on the front lines, we're seeing less and less Corona calls. But we are seeing more and more of the stupid EMS calls. Those things are picking up. And I guess it won't be bad, be long till it's a business as usual. I know we all kind of sigh and shrug. And I'm sure it will get back to our normal, everyday uh, regulars. And we knew it wouldn't last, right? So, And you know what else is picking up is our birthday drive-bys. And I am, have mixed feelings about this. I'm not sure how you guys all feel about it. But I think the drive-by should be for kids, not for adults. I mean, I could see senior citizen adults or veterans, you you hear about the 90-something-year-old or 100-year-old getting a drive-by. I'm fine with that. But I think the birthday parties are for kids. And why I have mixed emotions is every kid that we've driven by has no idea what's going on. They really don't care if we drive by or not. Oh, there's our directions for the road. And so the other thing is when we see the kids... They just have no idea what's going on. Like I was saying, no, I have not seen one kid cheer or smile or clap or really jump up and down, be excited about this at all. And that kind of 
is what give me is what uh, is giving me the mixed feelings about it. But I, well, you know what we do see is uh, the moms out there videoing to put on their social media, and that's you know I'd rather be in the moment than video what's going on in front of her. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. So birthday drive-bys are up, stupid EMS calls are up, Corona calls are down. What else do I have in my notes here? Um, so like. If you hear road noise in the background, it's because I'm doing this live from my truck. I'm recording this podcast on my phone using a headset. Just keep going straight. See if it says the two arrows here. So Anne's driving. I'm navigating. Just stay right on this road for another 200 miles, I think. I'll switch by then. There we go. That's my directions talking. So anyway, uh, like I was saying earlier, we left the house at 9 a.m. It's... About 4.15 now, and we are in Wisconsin, heading northbound. Our destination is Medora, North Dakota, to visit the Theodore Roosevelt National Park. I'm really looking forward to this ever since our Yellowstone trip was canceled. So it's finally here. We're leaving. Our plan is to try and get to Eau Claire or Euclid, Wisconsin, and then uh, we'll finish up arriving to Medora tomorrow. And I want to go to this national park because this is the area that uh, Teddy Roosevelt spent a lot of time at. And some people believe that this area is the inspiration or some of the inspiration for setting aside land for national parks. He is pretty much the champion of our national parks that we have today. And some people believe we wouldn't have national parks if it wasn't for Teddy Roosevelt. Would you agree, hon? Yep, she nodded, just so you know. Uh, so anyway, we're going to do this. I'm trying this uh the podcast this way and I think a little bit later today I'm going to try and do a live podcast where people can join in or call in so this is kind of the precursor phase one phase two will be in a little while to go live so sorry about the road noise but it is what it is so if you happen to get a little notice on your phone about going live um, give a listen to the show and I can see who's listening it'll scroll up on my live feed and I will try and shoot you a note and invite you into the podcast. So the the catch is, the caveat is, you have to have uh, plug-in or headphones that have a microphone attached. So whether they be wireless or plug-in doesn't matter, but it has to be the type of earphones that have a microphone attached. Otherwise, the software won't work. So that aside, what else do I have for today's show? Um, oh, instead of a book review, I have uh, I reviewed a DVD. It's called The River. And it's a DVD about fly fishing and the Asawa River, two of my favorite, favorite things. And then at the end of the episode, um, I taste some bullet bourbon, uh, that barrel strength I talked about earlier. So uh, stay right there. Episode number 11, Rackhouse Ravelings, is uh, getting started. I'll be right back with the next segment. Okay, and I'm back. Sorry, but this week there really isn't any... Uh, transitional music. I know a lot of you guys like hearing me strum on the guitar. I get a lot of good feedback about that, but uh, no transitional music, but we'll work on that anyway. So this week, instead of uh, a book review, I did a review of a DVD, and um, the DVD is called The River, and it's one of my favorites um, because it, it talks about two of my favorite things, fly fishing and the Asabo River. And if you remember in the last podcast, episode 11, I talked about a book that was called The Old Asabo. Well, this DVD is kind of the equivalent, but it's about today's Asabo. And 
like I said, titles The River, and it's not a new DVD. In fact, it was released in 2014, and I've had my copy for at least three or four years. Uh, if you'd like to view the trailer or buy a copy for yourself, you go to www.thirdyearflyfisher.com. That's third, T-H-I-R-D, year, Y-E-A-R, flyfisher, F-L-Y-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And that's the production company. And they have other fly fishing videos, but this is the only one that I own. So when you go there, you kind of scroll down. They have uh, five or six other titles, and it's called The River. I like it. It's really well produced, really good graphics, has a lot of um, stuff you should know kind of stuff about the Asaba River. And... Um, it's broken into interviews with a lot of different people that are on the river, including fishing guides, fly shop owners, conservationists, things like that. And I really I find it interesting. And a lot of these guys will share some history with you as well. So another part is if the video, they follow people that are fly fishing. Um, and all different people, young people, older people, uh, out-of-state people, in-state people, but they're all share the passion of fly fishing on the Asabo River. And one of the things I like is if you watch close, um, they do, you'll see, I call it uh, some uh, flask tipping. So they'll have a flask, they'll have a cigar, and that's right up our alley, especially for this show, is having a flask uh, out on the river. So um, another thing I like is that it uh, shows areas that I fished and areas that I like to fish. And uh, it's to me, that's kind of cool. I, it, I can really relate to that. And uh, another thing that I do like about it is it puts you on the river without being at the river. So if I'm at home and I really wish I was on the river, that's something I can put the DVD on. I turn the volume up. I can hear the river flowing in the background. I can see the bugs rising off the water. I can see people fly fishing the way that I fly fish. You know, it's not, this is not out west, it's not Montana, this is not Wyoming, anything like, this is right in our backyard in the Asabo River. So, anyway, um, the re one of the reasons I'm talking about this DVD is a text I got yesterday. So my buddy Rick sends me a link to a boat for sale on Craigslist, and it's a handmade, it's called an Asabo River Boat. And if you've never heard of one, um, they're not very popular, not well known, but um, this DVD has a bonus track that talks about these type of river boats. Uh, a Sable River boat is a, a long, skinny torpedo-looking boat. It's 20 feet long and 3 feet wide and has a flat bottom, and it literally just floats and drifts down the stream. There's no motor. There's no paddle. You just float. So how you steer this is with a hardwood pole, like you'd think of on the bayou or something like that. But the driver sits in the back and has a pole. And think of like a pike pole like we use at the fire department, right? But without the hook on it. So you float down the river and you go at the pace that the river takes you. It's about two and a half miles an hour. You don't go any faster, you really don't go any slower, and it's really quiet, really peaceful, and almost like graceful to float down the river. Uh, you don't see them anywhere else but in northern Michigan, or at least I haven't seen them anywhere else. That's why I'm talking about this DVD. So Rick sent me a text reminding me about this riverboat, and I said, hey, I, in the back of my hand, I remember I have this DVD that will talk about it. So um, it, what it is, it's one of the bonus tracks on, on the disc when you put it in. So I like watching all that stuff. Another bonus track is about a guy named Don Summers, and he makes and repairs bamboo fly rods. He's a, a fly rod builder in northern Michigan. And a lot of you may not know this, but before fiberglass was used for fishing rods, people used bamboo. And you didn't just take 
a piece of bamboo. Well, you could. Some people did just take a piece of bamboo and put a string on the end. But this one, you kind of split the bamboo into little strips. And what they would do is they would take the little strips and plane them down into uh, wedge shapes and then wrap them back together to form a long cylinder tube. And not only would they plane them down to form a wedge, but it would taper so that it was thicker at your hand and thinner at the tip. And you can imagine the kind of craftsmanship and the precision that you need to shave down this piece of bamboo. You use some special hand planes to do that. So it's very tedious, very meticulous, very time consuming, but it, it is, uh, uh, I guess, like an artisan type of thing like that. So this DVD will, will spotlight him and what he does and how he makes them and spotlights the boat, spotlights the river and all those sorts of things. So go check it out. I really like it. It's called uh, The River and you go to www.thirdyearflyfisher.com and uh, see it for yourself. They have a little trailer that you can watch. And you know, with Father's Day right around the corner, this is like a really good gift idea, you know, to put your, the, the DVD with a bottle of bourbon or something like that. So anyway, we'll be right back with the uh, bourbon spotlight and uh, coming to you from the road, Rackhouse Rambling, see right there. Okay, this is a little tricky. Are you ready for it? This is my intro. Rackhouse Ramblings is back. This is episode number 11 from the road. We're doing 66, 65 miles an hour on I-90 driving through Wisconsin. And this is the bourbon spotlight. Now this is going to be kind of tricky because I'm driving. And what's funny was I did this whole episode, recorded it already a few days ago, was in the bourbon room, laid down all the tracks and everything, and uh, came back the next day to edited I opened my laptop and the whole file was gone it was never saved so what I did I did the tasting and everything and so I'm gonna do this tasting from uh, what I remember but uh, let's get on with it so Rackhouse Ramblings my bourbon spotlight this week we're talking about bullet bourbon when you look at bullet it's b-u-l-l-e-i-t not uh, not like bullet from a gun and it's actually, there's a Bullet County in Kentucky. So I was at Meyer, clipped this coupon, $2 off, bought this bottle of barrel proof. And what that means is it comes right out of the barrel at this proof. Many, many times uh, bourbon will come out of the barrel and they will add water to lower the proof down to 86 or 90, whichever get is the flavor profile that they're after. So this is a bottle of what's called barrel proof. It's... Uh, untouched, unfiltered, and what I did is I went to the website, it's called www.bullet.com, B-U-L-L-E-I-T, and if you go there, um, it was kind of, it's a good website, like most of them are, and they start with history and things like that, and I'm going to read to you right off of their webpage, they title this The New Frontier. In 1987, Thomas E. Bullet Jr. fulfilled a lifelong dream of reviving an old family bourbon recipe by starting the Bullet Distilling Company. Inspired by his great-great-grandfather, Augustus Bullet, who made a high rye whiskey between the years of 1830 and 1860, Tom left a successful law practice and risked everything to experience life on the frontier. Today, we're not the only ones who are glad he did. So then it goes on to say the next title is a whiskey nearly lost forever. It says, a tavern keeper in 1830s Louisville, Kentucky, Augustus Bullet, 
was dedicated to a single goal, to the creation of bourbon unique in flavor. After experimenting with countless varieties, he finally came upon a bourbon with the character he had long sought after. On a fateful day while transporting his barrels of bourbon from Kentucky to New Orleans, Augustus Bullet vanished. Whatever happened is still unknown, and his creation nearly disappeared into history along with him. So if you don't know, if you don't know much about geography, so uh, Louisville and uh, New Orleans have a history because of the Mississippi River. And from Louisville, you just get on the river, float down, you end up in New Orleans. That's why they have Bourbon Street. So he was somewhere between there and he was lost forever. Now the next title says uh, A Legend Today. To this day, bullet bourbon is distilled and aged in the bullet family tradition. High rye content gives it a bold, spicy character with a distinctly smooth, clean finish. Kentucky limestone filtered water provides a foundation of the bourbon's character. While charred American oak barrels lend a smoky backbone, our aging philosophy is simple. We wait until our bourbon is ready. As bullet enthusiasts know, rye has always been our cornerstone. In this tradition, we're proud to present uh, oh, the bullet rye, a straight rye whiskey made from 95% rye, 5% malted barley. So they talk about their rye as well on the uh, history webpage. So they have five offerings, which this I didn't know is a their bullet bourbon, there's bullet rye, there's bullet bourbon 10-year-old, there's bullet bourbon barrel strength, and the last one is bullet blender select. Today I sampled, or not today I should say, but I recently sampled the barrel strength. And under their barrel strength uh, title, uh, the literature says distilled in Kentucky from the highest quality ingredients. This new variant is a barrel strength version of our bullet bourbon with the same high rye mash bill. Bullet Barrel Strength won Best Straight Bourbon and received a double gold medal from the 2018 San Francisco World Spirits Competition, earned a score of 92 at the 2017 Ultimate Spirits Challenge, continuing Bullet's history of sharing award-winning recipe, award-winning whiskeys. The barrels selected to create Bullet Barrel Strength were emptied and combined into a single batch without the inclusion of any additional water after the whiskey was removed from the barrels. Aged and bottled at Stitzel Weller in Louisville, this new offering allows bartenders and fans of great whiskey the opportunity to taste bullet bourbon straight out of the barrel, uncut and non-chill filtered. So there you go, right out of the barrel, non-chill filtered, uncut. And I went to uh, modernthirst.com to get the uh, mash bill. And this mash bill says 68% corn, 28% uh, rye, and 4% barley. And it's listing the char level as unknown and the entry proof as unknown. But I can tell you, uh, being barrel strength of 125, I don't think the uh, entry strength is very much higher by, by any means. So I won't taste it right now, but I can tell you when I did taste it, it is really, really good stuff. When you do your uh, nosing and you smell it, remember to have your mouth cracked open a little bit and give a whiff. And of course, the first thing that gets you is, is the, uh, the high alcohol content. But after that flashes through, you really taste, I thought, a lot of caramel, nutmeg. Um, uh, to me, there's almost like a sweetness to it. And the finish is surprisingly smooth. I did not feel any burn, but I tell you what you do feel, the warmth 
I really like the warmth. Um, I guess you can blame it on the alcohol or what have you, but it's a, a really good finish. And I would tell you guys to uh, uh, head your local uh, retailer, head to Myers if you're out there, and uh, try the Bullet Ten Year Bullet Barrel Strength. Scratch that Bullet Barrel Strength. So I'm a little distracted driving down the road. That's really all I have for episode number eleven, coming from the road. Uh, I'm going to probably end the podcast right here. I know it's only about a 20-minute podcast, 20-something minute, but uh, hopefully a little bit later today we're going to try and do the uh, live podcast, and that's almost like a radio show. So we're going to give it a try. That's it, Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number 11. Um, Leave me some comments. Let me know what you think about the sound quality coming from the road. I'd be curious uh, for some feedback, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Uh, Have a great day. Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number 11.